Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You're listening to Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Now that I've told you, you're welcome to forget it right away and use the space that you have left over to chastise something. doesn't matter what. Hello? Are you listening to me? Everything is amazing. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. This is bittersweet because this is the last time we're going to be in the same room together for a while because for the month of August I'm going to be in Salford and uh, I'm going to be in Edinburgh and and you're going to be in Snaresbrook mainly. Uh, Entirely probably, yeah. What if you need to go to the shops though? Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll probably go to South Woodford to go to the shops. Right, yeah, right, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, but anyway, so I'll have to take my little recorder with me and then you'll have to get a microphone set up in your spare room and we'll have to record our bits separately. You, you, when you say separately, that suggests that like I'll record my bit and then you record you bit, your bit and then you'll somehow sew them together. <laughs> we, will, we will actually be speaking to each other would at people, the same time. Would people be able to tell if we did it that way? I though? would hope so. Thought so. Yeah. Um, so, so... Anyway, so this is this last time we're going to be in a room together for a while. Mm. Do you want to hear about something excruciating, excruciating? Yes, please. That happened to me. Yes, I'd love to. All right. So last Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, I I was working at Abbey Road Studios, mm-hmm. which is always a treat because I'm, you know, it, that that is like mecca to me as a Beatles fan and as a music fan. Uh, it is the holiest of holies. Um, and I was doing a live recording of the other podcast, Reasons to be Cheerful, which I do with Ed Miliband. Mm-hmm. And I've worked in Abbey Road plenty of times in my life, but I walked into Studio Two, which was the Beatles studio, and I saw flight cases, the people who'd set up the equipment, because it was a big sort of song and dance production number. Universal Music had paid for it all. And I saw flight cases with my name and Abbey Road on them. Whoa. And I thought... I'm having a moment. Wow. Don't have that many moments, but I'm having a moment. And what it was is, is Universal Music had invited us to go and record the other podcast there, and they'd lined up some special guests. So we got Giles Martin, who is a pal, um, who I've like, met lots of times on the radio shows. Uh, his, his dad was George Martin, who perhaps the most famous record producer ever, produced all those Beatles songs, and now Giles is the custodian of the Beatles catalogue, but he does loads of other stuff. He did the Elton John film recently, uh, but he's based at Abbey Road, and he's sort of like the public face of Abbey Road. Right. We also had live performances from Rebecca Lucy Taylor, 
from Self Esteem. She used to be in Slow Club. Mm-hmm. She's got a debut solo album out, which we, which in fact her single was, uh, I think, premiered on a very early episode, if yeah. not maybe even episode one of this yeah, podcast. Yeah. Um, and she did a performance. And then the other person playing live was KT Tunstall. Okay. Who I think well of, but I, I don't really sort of know that much about her. But I thought, I have met her, but I've definitely met her before. She'd been on the radio show. She played live on the radio show years ago. Mm. But still, I was able to remember that. So I'm wandering around inside the studio, taking it all in, because as I say, my name on flight cases, this mm. is quite a moment mm-hmm. for me. And I fairly much literally bump into Katie Tunstall. Okay. And somebody says, oh, this is Jeff. And I shake her hand. She's nice, nice to meet you. And I can tell straight away that she doesn't remember me and she doesn't know that. She she ju- she just knows that she's there to do a podcast with Ed Miliband. Okay. She doesn't know it's me and Ed. Yeah. So I say, oh, I, I do the podcast with Ed. And she's like, oh, I'm so, so sorry. So sorry. I, I didn't realise. And then I don't know why I said this. I said, oh, we've, we've met before, actually. I think you've been on my old radio show. Mm-mm. And she still doesn't remember me. No. I don't know why I say that because I never expect people to remember me. Yeah. So I start waffling a little bit and I say, oh, but I look different then. I had long hair. I mean, you probably don't remember. Um, and she's like, no, I do remember, but I can tell she doesn't. Right. And then I think I need to shift the energy onto something else. I need to find a compliment somewhere. But, but I, I can't really, I don't really know that much about Katie Tunstall. But what I remember is is when she would come in and play live on the show. She had a special microphone encrusted with Diamante, which had the Scottish saltire uh, on it. And I thought, oh, I should mention that. I said, I used to love it when you would come in and play live on the show. I used to love that Diamante Scottish microphone that you'd sing into. You had your own special microphone, didn't you? And she just looks at me. She goes, no, I think you'll find that was Amy MacDonald. Oh, (laughs) Well, they were big around the same time, weren't they? <laughs> no. Oh. So I go, all right, what, what all? What all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I scuttle off into the corridor. Oh. She goes off to do a sound check. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm sure I've met Katie Tunstall, though. I must have, she must have been on the road. So I take a moment and I Google my own name and I Google her name. And sure enough, up on my phone come pictures of me and videos of me interviewing her at various times around 2010, 2011. Okay, okay. So I'm just like looking at my phone and feeling relief mm. that I can see these pictures of the two of us. Yeah. Guess who then looks over my shoulder as I'm doing that? She does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then did you go, see? <laughs> I should have done. Yeah. Excuse me. Do you have any wood? Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port adrift. Ooh, I'm in the stream. Share your story with us, please. Uh, hello at adriftpodcast.com. Uh, your assignment this week is see, see if you've got a story in which you humiliated yourself more, um, and maybe even a double whammy but uh, in the same way. But uh, see if you can share a story where you put yourself through more shame uh, than, than in the one I just told. First one's from Thomas in Exeter. I'm at university and I was recently studying in the library. I had sat down and plugged in my laptop, which was quite old and had terrible battery life. The charging points were centred in the middle of desks for four people in a a tower-like formation. For some reason, the on buttons for the sockets were not for individual sockets, but instead operated the whole tower of plugs. Shortly after I arrived, a woman sat opposite me on the desk and plugged her phone into charge. However, she pressed the button intending to turn on the sockets. However, she ended up switching them all off. 
panic ensued. As mentioned earlier, my laptop had a very poor battery life and would run out within half an hour. At this point, it would have been so easy to lean over, press the button again and laugh it off as, oh, I think you accidentally turned it off to the other woman. But of course, being a drifter, I could do no such thing. I patiently waited, hoping she would leave. And as luck has it, about 15 minutes later, she unplugged her phone and put her laptop back in her bag. Perfect, I thought. I will simply wait for her to leave and turn the sockets back on. However, she then proceeded to sit in her chair and scroll through whichever social media platform she was particularly enjoying at the time. Gradually, my laptop drained out. And rather than at any point instigate an embarrassing situation, I packed my belongings and found a table as far from the exit as I could (laughs) so she would not see me having to recharge my laptop in another location. I cannot understand what it was in me that failed to pipe up straight away. However, I feel that it fits me straight in with my fellow drifters. It's very good. And this is from Andy. I don't know about you, but I find I'm retreating further and further into my drifter world as I get older. When young, I might have tried to push a few boundaries to test what I'm capable of and what I should avoid. Now, into my 50s, I have a strict policy of not attempting to challenge myself in any way. (laughs) I know that one thing I should definitely avoid is talking to anyone who is good at working with their hands. Handymen, no. Builders, no. And mechanics, a big fat no. My dad was the archetypal Mr. Fix-It, still is in his 80s, but he has passed on precisely nothing when it comes to the mysterious world of sorting out things yourself when something is broken. Same here. (laughs) I can change a bulb and squirt WD-40 on a squeaky door, but that's the full limit of my tradesman talents. So there's no way that I can hold anything like a meaningful discussion with one of these shamen, as I know that I will immediately be exposed as a child in an adult's world. In spite of this knowledge, my nervousness around anyone who is fixing something for me means that I will often begin to fill any gaps in the chat with words that are sure to unmask me as a soft-handed computer monkey (laughs) who can't even change a plug, which finally brings me onto my latest adrift moment. My car needed two new front tyres. A mobile firm was coming to do it. I'd had a fitful night's sleep as I'd remembered as I got into bed that the alloy wheels had a locking nut on each of them to deter thieves and I couldn't remember for sure where the attachment was that the tyre person would need to undo said nut. I thought I knew where it was in the glove compartment but I wish I'd checked earlier to avoid any embarrassment in the morning. Maybe because of the lack of sleep, I forgot to check where this locking nut attachment was the next morning until about 10 minutes prior to the appointed time that the tyre guy would turn up. I opened the glove compartment expecting to find it immediately and feel like a fool for panicking. But no, the case for it wasn't there. Had I put it in the boot? No. Oh, Jesus. I've been putting off getting these tyres changed so they were nearly down to the legal limit, according to my dad. And now (laughs) I was going to have to explain to the guy that I didn't know where this vital bit of equipment was. I ran around the house for five minutes in a frenzy of looking, but not really looking, in several likely places. But it was too late. He was here now. Literally the first thing he asked me as I opened the front door, at least once he said the name of the tyre company as way of a greeting, was Locking Nut. I hurriedly explained that I'd just been looking everywhere for it. My grimace pleading with him to say, Oh, it's okay, I have a skeleton locking nut that will do the job, or some such that will spare my blushes. Instead, he just proceeded to look in all the places within the car that I'd already searched. I left him to it whilst I aimlessly ran around the house for another two minutes. (laughs) Then came another knock at the door. Don't need one after all, mate. It hasn't got them. They're a different sort of will to what I thought. I now remembered that it was in my last car that had a knocking nut, locking nut, which was a similar model. 
Inwardly, I punched the air. <laughs> Even my embarrassment was minimal as the tyre fitter guy had mistaken too. Although admittedly, it wasn't his car, so one could argue that he had more of an excuse. <laughs> if only a drift a moment hadn't been sneaking up on me. Oh, no. I left him to it while I sat back down to, at my computer to do the job that resides somewhere near to my skill set. I was surprised that I didn't get another knock at the door 20 minutes later to say it was all done. But time moved on and after nearly an hour, I went out to check on him. The car was still jacked up and he was in his van. I could hear some machinery going inside. Was he inflating the new tyre or something so that it was the right pressure for my car? I was afraid to ask what he was doing for fear of looking stupid again. So just asked him if it was going all right. Yeah, no problem, mate. I'll give you a shout when it's done. OK, I said. It's only now that I write that I realise I never offered him a drink. This is bad etiquette, isn't it, when you have a workman at your house? <laughs> yep. But I thought he'd only be 20 minutes. Please don't judge me. Anyway, after nearly an hour and a half, he knocked on the door again. All done, mate. I thanked him. And this is the point that I should have silently taken the card machine from him and made the payment. But it was nagging at me as to why it had taken so long. Surely for someone who was doing this all day, every day, he was an unusually long time out there. What had he been up to in that van? In my breeziest manner, which admittedly isn't that breezy, <laughs> I said to him, it took a while, didn't it? I immediately realised that I shouldn't have. His face dropped and he clearly took this as some form of criticism. He went through a list of things that he had to do. Well, I had to do this and that. I wish I could remember anything he said, but it went right <laughs> over my head. Particularly, I was thrown into a panic by the apparent conflict with another human being that I just generated. Well, obviously, I don't know anything about what's involved. I spluttered. I just I just thought it'd be a bit like Formula One, you know, like when they make a pit stop and change, <laughs> change all the tyres in a few seconds. The guy didn't look up from the car machine he was getting ready for me. He just said, in the most emotionless voice I think I've ever heard come out of a human, no, sir, it's not like Formula One. <laughs> With that, I didn't say anything else. I took the car machine from him, paid, and we both said one word goodbyes. 180 quid with a dollop of humiliation on top. I hate it when I need anything fixing. Oh, that's so good. Uh, share your story with us, please. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. Please join me in this bubble that has been forever locked in the glass by the blower. It's, it's their breath. It's horrible. Adrift. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Annabelle. Yes. Is it, is it? Tell me this now. Mm. Is it time mm. uh, for another way in which you're not a fully functioning adult? Part 26. Halfway through the year. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 it is. Wow. Who'd have thought I'd get that far? I did. Yeah. Uh, so this one is kissing. Now, mm. I don't mean romantic kissing, French kissing. No fully functioning adult does that, do they? Because no. it's disgusting. Awful. I mean social, hello, how are you, peck on the cheek kissing. I would say that in all the times I've done this kind of greeting, which I'm going to very roughly guess is 4,056 times, I have never, ever, even once got it right. I either do the wrong number, like one, two, wrong one, or I go to the wrong side, or I misjudge it completely and kiss the wrong body part, like the neck or the ear or the hair. And it's got so bad, I found myself wondering if it wouldn't be better if we went back to the days when the only social kissing was when a man would kiss a woman's hand in greeting. Yes. Because at least then I could be totally passive. <laughs> <laughs> I think the 
but if there is a hell, it will consist for me of two things. Me having to sit in a pile of dog poos that my dog did when I didn't see him, so I didn't clean up, which hopefully will only be a few as I do watch him very closely because I hate him. People don't clean up after their dogs. But I'm sure over the course of his lifetime, I'll miss a few and I'll have to sit in them or be made to eat them as punishment while watching a loot montage of all the times I messed up the cheek kiss. <laughs> the reason why I find it so awful is it's the right... It happens right at the very start of the social interaction. So it sets an awkward and uncomfortable tone. Yes. And when we did the radio show years ago, I tried to do a campaign to ban the cheap kiss. Yes, you do did. Remember yes, that? I do, yeah. I had a very lukewarm response. A lot of people, I discovered, had no problem with it. What's wrong with people? I, I once spent a Christmas day abroad on my own and the only people I spoke to that whole day was a quick phone call with my parents and yet I felt more alone the moment <laughs> I realised that nobody else seemed that fussed about banning the cheekies. I just assumed that everyone hated it. There is no rule in this country as to how many kisses, which I think is a national disgrace. If in some dystopian future, Oswald Mosley somehow came back to life and somehow became Prime Minister, and one of the things he did was standardise the cheek kiss or maybe even abolish it, I'd be thinking, well, he's not all bad, is he? He's not all bad. <laughs> I just want to either band or a strict rule, and the rule will state how many kisses, when it is and isn't appropriate, and where to put your hands. And I'd be happy for this to be so heavily enforced that you were imprisoned if you did it wrong. Yes. And maybe community service. Or, and I suppose there could be a caution for the first offence. But I just think that it would solve so many of our problems. I met someone for the first time on Sunday who's French. I thought I knew it all about the French and kissing. When they're amorous, they do French kissing with tongues, <laughs> which as a teenager I knew was too Frenchy someone. <laughs> I didn't realise people still did it past their teenage years until I started watching Love Island. And now I know they also do it in their 20s. Weird. <laughs> The other thing I thought I knew about French and kissing is that they do two kisses, one on each cheek, right? So I went in, we did the first one. I went in for the second one, but she was already pulling away. She had only been planning on doing one. So I paused, but then decided to carry on anyway as I was already lurching towards her and I couldn't think of a way to style it out. So it looked a bit like I did one kiss, had a rest and then did another one. (laughs) Or I did one and then immediately had forgotten I'd done one and then did another one. I basically looked insane and then had to try and have a normal conversation when all I could focus on was a constant replay of what had just happened. And then when she left, I thought she was going in for a hug. But actually, she was picking up a glass of water. How did I get those two things confused? So I'm lunging towards her again when all she wanted to do was hydrate. It was awful. So I think, actually, bring the law into ban it and just the death sentence for anyone who breaks it. Soon people will know that we don't know what we're doing. Adrift. Oh, I wish the sun had come back. <laughs> yeah. I know last week we were just moaning about how hot it was, but today was sort of like November. It was like really raining and it was it was cold as well. Like mm. I could I don't mind a bit of a breeze, but a lovely breeze coming in. A light breeze. Yeah, but mm. um I could I could have done without the torrential rain. Um I was just telling Annabelle that I bought a futuristic fan last week for far more money than I would have ordinarily spent on a fan. And and the reason I did so is it was when we had that really hot day coming. Mm. Do you remember all the newspapers and the and, and, and social media and the the TV? They were all saying it's going to be the hottest day ever recorded tomorrow in the world. And yeah. then I thought, well, I, how am I going to sleep through that? Mm. I need a fan. So I went to uh, John Lewis's, and they only had one fan 
that was available to take away that day because there'd been a rush on fans. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was only this very expensive futuristic fan. The one that no one else would buy yeah. because it was so expensive. And, and the thing was, they only had one of those left. Right. Whoa. And there was another man looking at it. <laughs> and I thought, I don't want him to have it. <laughs> so I just panic bought it so that he couldn't have it. Do you think maybe John Lewis puts him there, like around this it very has expensive part? To, it has occurred to me. It has occurred to me. <laughs> anyway. Um, so so yeah, could do could do with splitting the difference, is what I'd like to see. Right, yeah, yeah. If anybody has any influence over the weather, mm. I mean, no one really does do they apart from uh, the, the Kremlin <laughs> when they're about to do a big military display. I was about to say that, and I suddenly felt scared. <laughs> <laughs> what if they hear this and they put and me in a gulag? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you you have an update on badges? <gasps> okay, very 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 close to having the designs finished. I'd say. Maybe even hours away. It's it's honestly that close. That imminent. Yeah. I'm hoping to have those maybe tomorrow, maybe the next. Anyway, very, 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 very soon, the, the designs. So once the designs are ready, once I've got those signed off, I will be <laughs> sending the artwork over to the badge makers. Mm-hmm. So is that a plant? I mean, what is that? A factory? What? what it's basically talking? the same place I had the pencils made. Okay, yeah. Because I hadn't even looked into anywhere else, to be honest. I just thought, well, they were, they did a good job before, didn't they? And do you get, so do you go there? Do you wear a hard hat and high-vis yeah, jacket? Yeah. yeah, yeah, all that. Yeah, Have a look yeah. at the production line. Yeah, check out the palettes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, yeah. You, you've envisaged that very well. Yeah. Um, and then they'll make them. Mm. I need to think about pricing. That's okay. why I'm basically working on numbers at the moment. Mm. I've worked out the P&P, postage and packing. Mm. It's going to be £1 UK, more abroad. I haven't done the abroad ones yet. Right. That seems reasonable, doesn't it? Yes. And then just looking at what we think people will want to pay for four small badges. Now, answer me this now. When you say what people will want to pay, mm. are you looking to do them the best possible price? <laughs> Or are you seeing what you can squeeze out of them? What's, what's... <laughs> I think when you say squeeze out of them, I was more thinking what what will justify me spending several thousand hours stuffing things in chipper bags, <laughs> typing the, the addresses into the computer, printing it out, going right. down to the post office. What would justify me doing that? Because I don't want to do it for free. No offence, everyone. So so now I'm guessing that there isn't an amount of, like, the badges are going to end up being £80 or something. No, 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 so, no. So what are you thinking? No, this is, well, I want you to know, like, what do you think is a good price for four badges? I'm worried. So here's my fear. Yeah. If I say a number that's too high, yeah, yeah. I sound out of touch with the common man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll think correct. You don't if, worry. If I say a number that's too low, yeah, yeah. then I scupper whatever price you were thinking of charging. Okay, why don't I give you what I'm thinking between this and this? Yeah, yeah. Let me see. Let me look at my notes. And then you can see. I'll do it slightly broader than I was thinking just to kind of get like proper feedback. Yeah. So, so if I said between £4 and £5.50, what, hmm. what would you say? I'd, I'd go four ninety nine. I think is a good amount of money. Would you have said if if I hadn't given you that those parameters? Would you have gone five pounds? No. What would you? What were you going to say? Be honest. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Please tell me what you're going to say. I was going to say six ninety nine. Six nine. Oh, that's a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> But the way much. you were describing them to me earlier, they said yeah. they came in a special little bag. They do you? come in a special bag. They are really nice. Mm-hmm. They are, and they have been designed. Mm. And not by me, which makes them much, much better, obviously. Yes, yeah. Um, because I, th- I think previously, like if I think, if, if I was to think, if I was going to some kind of 
hip flea market yeah. and they got badges mm. on display. Yeah, yeah. I think if they were a pound each, yeah. I'd think that's sort of fine. Okay, so what? So we're, so we're talking one pound each plus a pound for the bag, fiver. Yeah. Well, I, I, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a good price. Yeah. So that was just showing that I am out of touch with the common man by saying six ninety nine, but only slightly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've pretty much got the the price pinned down there. That's good. I can <laughs> I can add it to my Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> All right. So an update on that next week. Yeah. And also, if you are a Patreon supporter, next week it was next week that I said that yep. I made my promise, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Next week is when you will be able to hear a special. Uh, the the Adrift live show recorded in Hebden Bridge a few weeks ago. So if you support us on Patreon, that will be popping up in your feed next week. If you would like to hear that but don't support us on Patreon yet, uh, go and just pledge us a, a little bit. I mean, just the price of a badge a month, if that's all you fancy. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, it's patreon.com stroke adrift. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Now that you're listening, it's happening. Do you know it? Do you like it? When will you be here in the future? I will be here in the future. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Here's an etiquette question. Yes. Uh, like my own little precursor to Quandary Corner. Mm-hmm. So you know I'm doing the uh, temporarily doing the Saturday morning show on BBC Radio 5 live at the moment. Yeah. And uh, Annabelle co-hosted it with me the other week. You'll be doing it again in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. But the regular co-host is a, is a woman called Louise Pepper, mm-hmm. who I've known forever. I've known her even longer than I've known you. Yeah. And um, anyway, so we have different guests come in. Mm-hmm. And this week, Lou was especially excited, as was I, because our guests included Banana Rama mm. and Zippy from Rainbow. That's very exciting. So afterwards... Um, Lou put up photographs of Zippy from Rainbow mm. and us mm. and Banana Rama and us on Facebook. Yeah. And the way she's got her Facebook set up, it automatically tagged me. Okay. Now, I I don't like pictures of me and celebrities going up on Facebook because mm-hmm. I think it looks sort of big-headed. And I think that often people will see a picture of you in, in their feed and not realise you weren't the one who uploaded it. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They'll think, oh, and now I'm worried that people think, look at him showing off with himself and Zippy <laughs> and banana Rama. <laughs> so is it okay to untag myself? And you can do that, can you, without having to ask her? Yeah, but I think she would notice. Oh, that's tricky. Mm. Because I'm I'm just not a big head like that. Seeing as it's someone that you see every week. And I don't think Lou's a big head. I think she was genuinely, like, her post was, oh, my God, the six-year-old me wouldn't believe this. And I don't think she does that kind of thing usually. I think it was these specific uh, interviewees and the exact age she is that made it doubly exciting to her. 
I think as a one-off, you have to let it go. If it became a habit, then it would have to be addressed. But I think you can't. I suppose you could un- untag yourself and then make a joke about it when you saw her next. Mm. Oh, it's very it's hard. hard isn't very. It? Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very helpful. I'm no, sure. no, it's good. <laughs> I was going to. I don't know that this doesn't really go anywhere. But um, this week, I went to go to the the cash machine to get some money for the babysitter, mm. and there was a queue at the cash machine, and then I went inside the branch of the bank and use the cash machine in there and there's no queue mm. i was thinking do ever do, do i ever feel more <laughs> accomplished like i'm a genius <laughs> when I, do you ever do that yeah, yeah you sort of go inside to check and often it's the case that you go inside and the cash machine in there is broken that's when you look like an idiot or there's it's, already a queue and you look like a real look at that idiot thought he could jump the queue uh, it's the risk you take though isn't it you either look like a hero or a total loser yeah, yeah, um, and then the other thing, I was going to admit something quite dark here. You ready oh, for this? Oh, yes, please. So, you know, I went on this holiday with my son recently. Oh, yeah. My son, I mean, not to toot my own horn, mm. but he really loved it. Like, it was this great bonding experience, and he's talked about it nonstop with his, his uh, teachers and friends at nursery, Aww. with us, uh, with his babysitters ever since. <laughs> so cute. So as this has been going on, something occurred to me. Yeah. He is now three and a bit. Yeah. And I think that is roughly the time where you start, you know, it's, it's, it's where your first memory comes from. Right. So I thought, what if I try and manipulate this situation <laughs> so that it now that becomes his first memory? I think you lost a lot of people with the word manipulate. <laughs> a lot. Because I really want it to be when he's 25 and people say, what's your earliest memory? Yeah. He says, being on holiday in Sweden with my dad and picking wild strawberries. And just my dad, my mum was yes, there. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yes, what you like, yes, isn't it? That yes. You're the hero once again. I told you it was dark. I told <laughs> yeah, you this was dark. Yeah. So whenever he talks about it, I, I really engage like, and, and I, I show him pictures of it on my phone. <laughs> Every day so for an look, hour a day. So look at this. Look, there we were. Do you remember the wild strawberries? Do you remember <laughs> picking those? Weren't they delicious? Do you think this makes me a bad person? <laughs> no, no, no. But how are you doing an hour a day of this? No, I'm, I'm, no. I'm letting him no. lead him. I'm letting him lead it. Okay, okay. I'm not saying no more TV until we watch until we look at photos of our holiday. <laughs> I wonder if you're the first person ever to try and manipulate the first memory of their child. <laughs> Actually, I do think it's quite dark. I changed my mind. When you stop thinking, your mind begins to start loving. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Ports. Oh, touch it. Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic in Problematic. Um, I'm ready. I'm I'm poised here. I'm ready to issue some decree, mm. decrees and social rules. I'm 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 feeling like I want to get stuck in. Who's the first one from? I've had a warm up as well, so I'm really ready. on me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this first one's from Ben, who says, "Hello, Annabelle and Jeff. Hot enough for you." <laughs> <laughs> My wife, Victoria, and I recently went to see Jerry Seinfeld live in London. Now, I am a huge, huge fan. I've lost count of the number of times I've seen Seinfeld all the way through. In fact, Victoria used to think I was really funny until she realised I was just recycling (laughs) jokes from the show. I bought these tickets more than a year in advance and couldn't wait to go. Same. 
But when we sat down in our seats, it dawned on me, this is it. One year of anticipation culminating in this very moment. This is most likely the only time I'll see him and it will all be over in an hour and a half. It suddenly occurred to me that I could record it on my phone, not filming it like cinemas explicitly warn you not to, but just audio recording like music enthusiasts used to do pre-YouTube and then listening back to it with glee. I was unsure what to do. I asked the boss who thought it was fine, but I was still unsure. In the end, I did what I'd been conditioned to do and did nothing. Did I do the right thing or am I, or am I within my rights to audio record concerts and stand-ups? What is the rule? Jeff, as your wife is a comedian, perhaps she'll have a strong feeling about this. Thanks. Keep up the work, Ben. I think if you were sharing them, yeah. putting them on SoundCloud or YouTube or wherever, then, then of course it's unethical mm-hmm. because those people make a living out of audiences not having heard the material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yourself, whilst not strictly legal... Okay. Uh, what harm is it doing, really? Here's the bigger question, though. Mm-mm. I'm going to be honest to you, mm. with you. You wouldn't listen to it. I see. Well, I think you would. No, you wouldn't. You really don't think yeah, so. Yeah, you wouldn't. You, you, you think you would. Well, but this is my thing with people videoing bits of concerts and things. Mm. All you're doing with the videos is showing people how close to the stage you were or that you were in the same room with somebody, and you could just tell them. They would believe you, unless you're a known liar. And... <laughs> But I think and, with music, I think it's very much you have to be there. Like when I hear live recordings mm, of songs, I think they always sound terrible. I think, why are you playing this live recording when they did a perfectly good recording in a studio? Mm. But with stand-up, I think I don't think you have to be there. it wouldn't sound good. Like, here's the thing. It wouldn't uh, sound, sound good. Sound quality, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you, you'd hear yourself eating your Maltesers and that would drown out a lot of what Seinfeld was saying. The laughter would drown out what's coming from the stage. Mm. And here's the other thing. As, as you're a big fan, so you'll know this. Mm. He's doing a Netflix special soon. The contract he signed was to do the, the, the one that came out last year, I think, which is all his old material from when he started out. Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, and there's a new series of that out at the moment. And then he's going to do a new Netflix stand-up special at some point soon. And I'm pretty sure that will be most of what you've seen. Okay, okay. Which is going to be, obviously... Yeah. If you... um, th- th- There is... Uh... You'll probably know this if you're such a fan, but I'll, I'll tell you there is uh, an interview just gone up on YouTube in the last week or so, which is him on a radio show. Netflix have got their own comedy radio station called Netflix is a Joke. Oh. And I think their breakfast show is called What a Joke. And it's this comedian called Fortune Feimster and a guy called Somebody Papa. I'm not sure Sarah knew him. I didn't. Anyway, they sit down with Seinfeld. And it's just a half hour interview and he talks a lot about his routine and I don't mean his stand up routine, although that comes into it, but his actually his actual daily routine and how he put this thing into place in 2017 where he just works from seven till midday writing jokes. Oh, wow. Every day. Really? And, you know, he, he can't take a call during that time. His assistant and his family know that there's there's no interrupting him to be done. That is his time, in the, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah, interesting. That sort of discipline. Yeah, very Oof. interesting. I know, yeah. I know. But, I mean, he's he's endlessly fascinating to me, uh, Jerry mm. Seinfeld. I think he's a brilliant man. And uh, have you watched any of the new – have you watched any of Comedians and Cows Getting Coffee? Yeah, I've seen one or two of them. They're so good. Why have you only seen one or two? Oh, I don't like things that are good. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know why. I'd, I've been very, very busy with Love Island. That's finished now, so I can get back on good stuff again. These are great, you know, because they're only 15 minutes or something, mm. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And he, I mean, he just asks such great questions. I love the way his brain works. He has the best guests Oh, you must watch it, Anna, but you're not going it. to. You're not going to. I am to. going to. I'm going to. The amount of things. You can test me next week. All right. A couple of people tweeted me during the week to say they tried crashing and really enjoyed it. Oh, good. Yeah. I think you'd like that. I'm going to I'm going to watch that this week too. Okay. 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 We'll do your review next week. Back to Ben, though. I yes. think if you can't control the urge, despite everything you've said, if you can't control the urge, as long as it's not bothering anyone else, as long as you're not holding your phone up to get a better like mm. sound quality. Or there's I don't no see light the pollution. There can't be any yeah, light pollution, no light pollution. Your phone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so as long as you do it very discreetly, I sort of think it's fine, really. Yes. Okay, good. All right, let's move on to the next one. Glasses back on. This is from Sue. We're quite a social bunch at work and going for drinks after work is the norm. When our boss comes with us, he always shirks buying around, which means the rest of us buy the drinks all night. He gets paid the most out of all of us. What shall we do? We can't just not buy for him. Is it time for us all to just get new jobs? Thanks in advance, Sue. Difficult, very difficult. Big group of people there. The boss, I mean, he should know better. What's going on with this boss then? What's go- he he should know better or she is it he think it said he yeah he he should know better what's going on in his head there. I mean, does he like all these people sucking up to him trying to curry favour? Is that what's mm-hmm. going on? Mm-hmm. Somebody should say I think Somebody should say, like, you, here's here's the passive-aggressive thing that you do. Okay. Because I'm not great on this stuff because it's so long since I drank, so mm. I never, don't really notice rounds so much. I'm very, very rarely in that environment. Mm-mm. But the the thing to do is go, oh, I've lost track. Whose round is it? While staring at them. Yeah. Must be your round soon. Boss there with your big wallet. <laughs> I don't know. Get, what you need to do is target... You need to be sort of like a banter type to say something like that, though. But that's what I mean. You target the bantery kind of loud office person, get them slightly drunk and egg them on. Yes. Because it's not going to be you saying it. No. No. Yeah, because the bantery people are usually quite irritating. <laughs> but you could you could really use them to your advantage. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's like a whispering campaign into the ear mm. of the bantry person Mm-mm. so that they they uh, constantly humiliate the boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go, solved it. Easy. If you have a social situation for which you need to know the rules, you can email us hello at adriftpodcast.com and we will solve that for you. And that was our podcast. I enjoyed that this week. Yeah. You have a nice time. A lovely time, thank you. It's lovely yeah. for you to get out of the house, isn't it? Out of the house, yeah. And it's nice for me to have a bit of company. Yeah, it works out so, well. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I enjoy the, the, the correspondence that we receive. I love it. It's like having pen pals, isn't it? Oh, yeah. But without the effort of having to write back. Mm. In, in some ways, this podcast is us writing back. I suppose so, yeah. Yes. Um, but we get without the repetitive strain injury. <laughs> Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Vince Lynch and Simon Wilcox are our announcers. Patrick Gunning and Awana Babu provided the technical support. Kim Rainey designed our artwork and Carla Gowler 
did the photos, took the photos, I should say. If you have something for us, then email us hello at adriftpodcast.com and please remember to to um, if if you if you identify somebody who you think would like the podcast, just give them the tap on the shoulder. Nudge them in our direction. We'll do the rest. And if you haven't yet, if uh, if you're an iTunes user. Uh, ratings and reviews are incredibly useful to us to enable other people to find the podcast uh, as long as they're good reviews and, and five-star ratings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I'd like to finish by saying, no, sir, it, it's not like Formula One. Adrift. Adrift. Podication time, then. Let's uh, let's have a look here. This comes from... I don't know. This comes from Annabelle. Who does it come from? Oh, I wrote it at the top. Oh, we doing that? Well, that's weird. I must delete it by mistake. Anyway, it's uh, Emily Wildboar. I'm going to check that. Keep reading. Emily Wildboar. Yeah. I know, I know. Oh, that doesn't that doesn't make sense. I'm going to have to check it. Emily Wildboar. I mean... You know Emily Wildboar. Did you not is, get that right? I don't know. Maybe maybe you did. Okay, let's have a look. I need to check it. You're right. That's weird. I did write the name at the top. So that's, I remember writing Emily Wildball. So do you think it got lost in the post? Then, I wasn't you... wrong. It's Emily Wildball. Wow, that's a great name. <laughs> um, I said wild, but it's wild. W-I-L-E, wild boar. Yeah, but I bet that that is um, some kind of, uh, it's derived from wild boar yeah, somewhere along. That's yeah. a great name, isn't it? I can't believe it? I got that right. Emily Wildball. Yeah, there you go. I'm nasty. <laughs> what, wild boars? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, Not Emily, no. They, they can charge you. Yeah, so charge at you, knock you over. If you, if you, if it's the springtime and you come between them and they're young, they'll have you. Well, stay clear then. Yeah. Um, not saying Emily would do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> She'll <laughs> have you. <laughs> springtime. Uh, right, Emily says, so I've got the rest of the email. I just didn't have a name just to yeah, be Yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, it says, hi, Jeff and Annabelle. Can I please request a podication for one Shreya Shetty, pronounced like Freya, but with a sh? I got it right. Shreya, you did first time. Yeah. Uh, she was the first friend I made at uni after some very painful social interactions with other course mates and a fateful trip to the cinema involving me getting trapped in a toilet with no loo roll after a pretty major bowel movement. Oh Always good. Oh, dear. We, we, I know that isn't for everybody, but I really think we should do a spin-off. <laughs> like adrift just store, toilet stories mm. Mm. Um, I introduced her to the podcast a couple of months ago and I think I can safely say we are both prime drifter material and there are many stories of sticky situations we've gotten ourselves into in the only two and a half years we've, got, we've, uh, we've known each other I'm sure there will be many more no matter how hard we both try to avoid them at all costs they just seem to keep happening we keep saying we'll write them up and send them in, but we haven't gotten round to it, and I don't think they'll meet your high standards of drifter stories. I'm sure they will. Yeah, send them in. Uh, can you read this out on or around the 29th of July, as it's her birthday then? She'll kill me when she hears I've done anything for her birthday, <laughs> if uh, if she's even still listening. But it is the Big 21, and embarrassing her is something I do wonderfully and with much glee. Anything happy birthday, Shreya to many more sticky situations to come. Shreya Shetty. Great name, isn't it? It is a great name. What a fantastic thing that Shreya 
Shetty and Emily Wildbore found each other. Oh, yeah. So good. Um, well, thank you. Thank you for introducing Shreya to this show. I'm trying to think um, of what advice I would give my 21-year-old self. Probably think calm it down a bit. Be, be a bit more self-conscious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I hope you have a wonderful time. The two of you, and uh, and sorry if this has embarrassed you, Shreya. And there we go. Latest edition of the podcast, podcasted from Emily Wildbore to Shreya Shetty. If you'd like a podcation, email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.